shore where the mountains meet the sea in a clapboard shack by a broken down tree there's a light in the window just salty gals inside i'm not sure if they're witches but you know that's implied that the storytelling ego swelling pillow talking moonlight walking sea that is a thing. That is an unfortunate thing is we have to start. We have to start. Welcome to the Sea Hags podcast. I'm Chris Jeppa. And I'm Katie Norton. Unusually aggressively. Hello. It's fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. I'm not worried about it. We're doing a couple of solo shows, no guests, back to back, because I'm going away for a vacation, and we just really wanted to make sure we had enough in the cans so that we weren't fucking up and not releasing something every week, because we like consistency. Mm-hmm. It's an important thing. And we were just thinking about our podcast release schedules for the podcasts that we like to listen to. <laughs> and Chris, you were saying that you've recently got a, you got your your new every Monday. My shit has, like, got out of order. So, like, so many podcasts come out on Monday. Uh, and so always, like, stop podcasting yourself is, like, my favorite. Uh, so it's, it's a classic. We just love it. It's local It used, to, it used to be the Tuesday release because it would come out on Monday night. So I would, like, listen to it on Tuesday, which is kind of how we do our shit. Yeah. We usually post the Comes show. Comes out late Monday night and then it's uploads there, to it's the... It's there for you on Tuesday morning. It's, yes. like, your start of your day. Yeah. Which is how we like to do. Mm-hmm. But... We call it a Tuesday release, but it's out on the Monday, so if I let it go on a Tuesday, then I'm not going to get yeah, in trouble. Yeah, because who actually gives a shit? No is one. going to update. Literally no one. <laughs> but, uh, so, I would normally first listen to Stop Podcasting Yourself. I can never say Podcasting. Podcasting. The Podcasting But yourself. so, the people that release stuff on Sunday night, uh, I would always start with Comedy Bang Bang. That was the way that I would start my week. I would go to work on Comedy Bang Bang. And then Spontaneous Nation came out. Hi there, I'm Hot Thosserman. And Spontaneous Nation would come out, and the first thing that I would start my week with was... Well, a great way to start it. your week is with Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah, he's a sincere delight. A, a, a true gentleman. And I just saw a picture of myself and him meeting... Uh, from, like, three years ago where we, like, hung out for, like, half an hour and, like, drank gin and tonics, and he was so nice, and he hugged me a lot. And That's the best. I had such it's a so good nice time. to meet one of your comedy heroes and find out that they're very nice, which yeah. is exactly the experience I had with Tim Minchin. Yeah. Who hugged me a bunch and told me I was beautiful. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's not a compliment I get very often, Tim. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Appreciate that. Pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. So, I... Like, as soon as he started his podcast, like, for a while, I was like, mm, I'll just keep doing, but then it's like, I want to see him. But then someone has taken his place. Sorry, Paul of Tompkins. It's fucking Jackie Cation, and Laurie Kilmartin. It's the Jackie and Laurie show. Jackie Cation, and Laurie Kilmartin. Uh, Jackie Cation, and Laurie Kilmartin. It's the Jackie and Laurie show. The Jackie and Laurie show. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I love their show. And it's funny because I've listened to enough podcasts that I know who did the theme song. Who was it? It's either Reggie Watts or Jingle it's Joe. It's definitely not Jingle Joe. <laughs> no, no, no. It, oh, is, yeah. it is Jingle Joe. So, uh, from the Todd Glass podcast, <laughs> there was a guy that started doing some jingles for him, and they started calling him Jingle Joe, and they were like, that seems dismissive, we'll call him Lyricist Joe. <laughs> and he lives in Portland. Oh, I should meet him. So I feel like you totally should. Uh, I might. I follow him on for, Twitter, like, I think he's super fun. Uh, he did Jen Kirkman's one as well. Nice. I seem fun. The Diary of Jen Kirkman podcast. It's very Beatles-y. Uh, I like our theme that we wrote. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
Whatever. Like, I'm a musician, so we didn't have to subcontract. I just think it's really cool that we both <laughs> contributed to our own theme song. Yeah. That you wrote it. Uh, you wrote the music and part of the lyrics, and I wrote the other part of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. And, sorry, I'm eating an ice cube, and I'm being very spitty with it. Yeah, it's kind of gross, <laughs> honestly. Hang on. So you wrote the music, so sorry about that, and then I helped with the lyrics, and Mm -hmm. now it's our thing and our sweet dear friend Hillary, who still needs to be a guest, Mm -hmm. we really gotta get her on here, Yeah, uh, sang the theme song, so that's nice for us, but yeah, we love the Jackie and Larry show, we're just promoing the shit out of them right now, because... They're so funny, and it's definitely, like, the way that, like, hmm, Hmm. I don't know, Ah. like, whatever, my new job is, like, amazing and so hard... And I don't know how to talk about it, and I don't want to be super, like, whatever, because co-workers might You don't want to be revelatory this. about it too much. But for me, in my own body, and my own thing, like, I, we talked about this on the last week's podcast, mm-hmm. where I literally was, like, dealing with folks that were, like, smoking crack, and I was letting them, like, get a good night's sleep and trying to give them safety. Yep. It feels a lot easier for me to be, like, I will just soothe your basic needs. Yeah. What do you need? You need kindness and quiet. I'm very good at that. Didn't I turn that off before? No, no. Should we turn off the fan completely? I honestly have no idea if it can be heard on the podcast. I honest to fucking God thought that I turned that fan off. I was just like, why do I feel so good right now in this room, which normally is so painfully hot? And I was like, oh, there's a fan blowing on me right now. So I turned it down to low. Hopefully that's something that we can just... It's probably fine that we should just keep it on. We'll just just keep it going. Fucking deal with it because we're uncomfortable. Suck a a dick because it's like fucking the 30th of July and I'm so warm. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. Literally no one cares. No one cares. Mm. Nobody cares. You're listening to this on the bus or doing dishes now. So there's there's white noise. No one cares. No one cur. I'm I'm going to set like a low pass filter on this shit because I'm like an audio fucking pro, except I couldn't figure out how to deal with our loud guests in the last episodes. My sweet sister. She's so loud. She's a real projector. I fucking adore her. She's She's great. She's a real loud talker. My wife's also very, very fucking loud. Turns out you live in a big family, you gotta talk loud to be heard. Mm-hmm. Not so much the case for us two little only Only children. children. We're such shitheads. (laughs) Do whatever I want. I want I'm the boss. Yeah, just do Although everything. Although that's Katya's philosophy. Mm. <laughs> it's just that she has a lot of other siblings to deal with. Like, I'm the boss. They're like, no. Mm. But it had to happen. You know, she's got, she's got the strongest personality out of every of a very strong personality family. What was I even talking about before? I don't know. We were just talking about how we thought we had the fan off, but it was on right. the whole time. It was something about my job, and now I don't remember why. Um, <laughs> I think you were talking about how like it's been really hard for you, and you don't really know how to cope with parts of it, but then other parts of it are so natural and easy for you. Like, oh, yeah, because I'm like a crisis responder. Yeah. So like major disasters you know how to deal with, but yeah. sort of like the, the minutia of dealing yeah. with people on a base level is very difficult. Yeah. So, I don't know. We don't have to get into it, but it's just like... I don't know what that was, but it's just Just like, working with other people is sometimes yeah, really hard. And, like, I've just been fucking exhausted. One of the best things in my life right now is the air conditioning in my office. Oh, God, air conditioning's amazing. And the air conditioner tech that came in, he was like, Hello, how low do you want to set it? How low? I was like, I don't know what degrees are. What does it feel like? 20 is room temperature. He's like, most people set it to 25. I was like, 
make it 23. Like, I was well, such a... is really warm, it seems Yeah, like. I was, like, such a negotiator. I'm like, make it 23. And now it's apparently too cold for my boss, and I have to figure out how to reprogram the fucking thing. And so I just 23 seems perfect to me. That seems it's, like a great temperature. It's the perfect... So we have two zones in the office. We have her zone and my zone. And so my zone is fucking cold, and I love it. I like love little, it. I love you're it. like a little, it. like, side of ham in your meat locker. Well, so that's the Todd Glass Show connection, where it's, like, apparently has all these, like air conditioners in his recording space. Oh, what a genius. What a genius. What a baby genius. I wish I had a fucking barn in my house. We could make the back I just should have brought our fucking ice packs this time. Like, I just forgot. I'm such a shithead. uh, But so I have, like, the fucking freezing cold area Mm -hmm. in the front, and then people walk in from the street, and they're like, I need need help. I'm so mad. I need so much. Oh, it feels so good in here. (laughs) I'm just gonna, like, sit down for a sec. I'm like, totally. Just collect your thoughts. Let me let me finish what I'm doing. Is that okay? Why don't you just chill? Why don't you just chill? Right? I'm Mr. Freeze. Why don't you just chill? (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, I'm actually very happy to wait here for a while. Because I think in any other... Why don't you check your Pokemon while you sit there? In like a fucking government... We have five Pokemon spots right close by. I know, because I've done it. (laughs) I know you have. I just hunt for them on my off time. This hat tip to Stuart Jones's joke about how, like, you know it's not Pokemans. You know it's Pokemon. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> but, like, so people just actually come into my office and they're like, I'm actually very comfortable and I would happily wait. So there was a day that I had a lot of people that were suddenly there. And then the phone was also ringing. Mm-hmm. And I have permission to just, like, let it go. People can leave a message. I can tell people that are there to be like, could you please come back another time? Mm-hmm. Because other people also have issues. Really? And I need to also help them. And when mm. you're here, you're preventing me from helping them. When you're here, you're family. So Wait, like, is that so shall I? Please, yes, please. Olive Garden, please <laughs> yeah, tell me. Garden, please tell right. me how like uh, super emergency. Your thing give, is, give, give me the absolute. <laughs> Those words are not proper super, at all. Well, <laughs> tell I, me how super emergency your stuff is. <laughs> you sound like you're like a translated Japanese God, like anime. That's horrible. No, I like it. I, I really enjoy it. Mm. I, I I find that at work a lot because I'll get I don't get a ton of phone calls. I get mm-hmm. like maybe three to five phone calls a day. Yeah, which is about as maximum as I want to get because I don't like dealing with phone calls. And it's like usually Bless somebody you, wants get, like, to give 20. you a shitload of preamble. Mm-hmm. And I just want to cut through it and just be like, look, why don't you tell me what you need? And that's so efficient that mm-hmm. I will do whatever it is. Like, you don't have to give me a sob story. It's just like, save me time and I'll help you. Yeah, like, I literally will help you with whatever you want as long as It doesn't as matter I if have, it sounds ridiculous. I have two questions for you. Do you live in my area? Yeah. Do you have an issue with the provincial government? I will help you. Yeah. If not, I will direct you to the right person. Like Pearson. Pearson. <laughs> the right Pearson. Apparently I'm getting very Polish. It's very, like, that sounded almost Danish. Like, you're just going Western, Northern Europe. So, I have been doing that, and I have had permission to do that, and it's just made my week so good. Yeah. Where it's like... Just people to triage People, yeah, better. exactly. People come in and they're like, here's the whole story. I'm like, I'm going to stop you immediately right there. And I Shut want you the to, fuck up. And I want you to make an appointment with me. Mm-hmm. Please come in tomorrow. Yeah. At this exact same time. But I will be expecting you and I will be able to give you I'll my full attention. Yeah. I'll be able to actually do some shit because right now I'm doing some other shit for some boom, other shit. Boom, 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 boom. I can't relate like, to this any that, harder. But like, isn't that really important? Because I, and then I literally I, tell people like, I, I could listen to you yeah. or I could 
pay attention to you. I relate to this <laughs> so, so hard. And this is something that comes up a lot in the summer for me because I'm an academic advisor. Yeah. And so if somebody wants to... A lot of different academic units at the university I work at, they all have drop-in hours. I don't have drop-in hours because I'm not just an advisor. I'm also a secretary in different mm-hmm. ways. So I like to do a lot of weird BS stuff. I feel um, like drop-in hours are very important. I think it's a good thing to have, but it's not so necessary in the summer yeah. because there are not that many students taking classes yes. in the summer. So the rest of the time, I am going to set them up. I'm going to have them for like Tuesday, Thursday kind of mm-hmm. thing. I'm going to figure it out. Um... But when people just drop in on me, I get very salty about it. I'm like, did you make an appointment? Did you contact me? Like, no, I just thought I could talk to you. I always let them come in. But yeah. I always give them a slightly hard time where it's just like, just email me first. Like, yeah. just here's my card. Like, just know what my email address is. Know the name of your advisor and contact them. I will bend over backwards for you. Just don't drop, like, don't drop in on me at a random time when I'm already working on something else. Yes. That's when I can't give somebody the time that they need. I want to have yes. a serious moment with them where I recognize yes. the experience that they're having and I, I don't do that as well with the drop-in situation. If that was all I did, I would be very good at it, but I have other shit I have to do. Yes. So, it's like, I'm dealing with an accounting project right now. I'm also dealing with this and that. You want to see this person. I will schedule that for you, but mm-hmm. you can't see them right now. It's just not feasible. Sorry. So if you walked in because that's the most accessible way that you can do it, and I recognize that for people, yeah, like they're like barrier. I can't, can I can't in. write me like I can't write you an email. I don't have access to that. I have a laptop. I'm eighty. And I'm having a problem, and I feel bad. I want to tell you about it. I yeah. was like, okay, fuck yeah, come in tomorrow and Gord, we'll talk about it. Come, come Gord. see me. Gord, you share your name with eighty percent of all Canadian men. Yeah, come come and see me tomorrow, Gord. I really sweet, sweet gourd. I really want to give you beautiful gourd. Yeah, I really want to give you like my time. A cornucopia of gourds. <laughs> <laughs> but like right now, I'm you actually doing. Do. I'm doing some other shit for like a bunch of other gourds. Just so many gourds, you don't even know how many. Gourds so like, I got. what if? What if? Like, you can either tell me now, or you can come in tomorrow and give me like. What do you want? And he's like, I want to give you every detail. I was like, yes, come Great. in tomorrow. Give me, let me, let me set yes. a time where I can give you my time. Yeah. And we're going to, I'm going to brew a pot of coffee. I'm going to pour us each a cup. Shoot the shit. We'll with get it like, sorted. And I also have fizzy water in the fridge. Nice. Like I that's fucking what, cater the shit. We get people and they sit at the boardroom table. They feel heard. Fucking tell me. Cause then I actually have stuff to do for you because yeah. we can go through your plan we can go through, like, what are the steps that you need to do? Like, it's really important. If I only have you in between phone calls and in between this and that, like, you're not actually going to get my time. No. So I need you to be here on a day that I have a coworker that can run the front desk. Mm-hmm. Or you can either meet with her or something. Mm-hmm. So. Toast my goats. On the days that I'm there by myself and people are like, I need to do the thing right now. I'm like, if it is a crisis... And you literally need help immediately, please call the police. And they're like, but the police won't do anything for me because I am a indigenous woman. That's, or a sex worker. Or, or a sex worker blah, blah, or blah. a person of color at all. And I'm like, I get it. Fuck. Um, here's five other people that you can call for, like, crisis. Anything else? Let's Anything make an else? Like, I, I literally can't do crisis response for you, but I'm a crisis response worker. See, that's tough. 
So I want to do everything for you immediately. Yeah, but I you're can't. like I got a I got a mattress in the hallway for you to take a nap on or whatever. You don't have that resource for them. Literally, people could come sleep on the boardroom table if they wanted to. Yeah, until five o'clock. <laughs> well, it's, it's 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 very tough to get past that because like my educational background, a large part of that is in counseling, mm-hmm. and I want to be like there to like therapize yes. people basically. But that's not the hat that you're that wearing. Isn't, that isn't the job I have. That is a, a a small component of the overall job that I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um. And, but I, like, I will still try to recognize people at the level at which they're approaching me. Um, Mm -hmm. but it is tough because it's like, you want to do what your instinct tells you to do, which is like, respond, respond. Always. Um, and when you have to sort of triage that to Mm -hmm. like the respectable, proper channels that it's supposed to be going through, it's very hard because you don't want to tell people like, this isn't my thing. Like you want to be able to deal with it for them because they're like, well, you don't fucking care then. And, but you want them to feel like you do care. Your constituents. That's I know. important. And I want them to feel like you actually have the power within you. I've got the power. So yeah. we're trying to work on like, I heard you. And I feel like you actually did all of these things already. Mm-hmm. These are the things that I would advise you. Yeah. Like most people when they come to me have already done all the things that I would recommend. And then we're just bashing our fucking heads up against a wall yeah. on this current government. That is like crispy Clark. They don't give you the funding to do this. So like dicks. I I wish you didn't have to bend over backwards to get twenty dollars for food in a yeah. year. That's all you get. You get twenty dollars in a year for food crisis grant. Fuck off. It's nothing. And the solution it's like eight, eight servings of fries. And the solution is there's enough free food. No. In Vancouver. No. no. And when someone goes, but I want to buy. I need a crisis grant right now for 20 bucks because there's a sale and no frills for like staples that I can like stock up on. Stock up on because I don't have a fridge in my fucking. I have a very SRL. hard time not just like straight up giving people cash out of my own wallet. Right? And, yeah. the, and worker, the worker has to say, I'm so sorry. That's not an unexpected need. You're actually homeless or live in an SRO. It's not unexpected that you would run out of money. Fuck. Oh, that's Gliving. the fucking government that we are living in right now. I'm so mad. Can we release this? Are we allowed to release this? Yes. Okay, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. This is okay. Your this protest is... is okay. Yeah, yeah. Just making sure. No, I. I'm, I'm a... like, do we need to like double back and like cover this up? Or? I'm aware of what the partisan and nonpartisan shit is. I can't wear orange in my office, but I can tell people like, technically, there is no funding for the thing that you want. I'm so sorry. There's nothing I can do. And they're you like... You need to defeat the existing government. Yeah. And I was like, uh, it's the law? I'm really sorry. It's actually, like, the legal law. The legalist the law. The actual legalist law that you could possibly have. And I've had to say it in those terms. It's like, it's the law. And they're like, but... I'm like, like but no, no, no like, I will go to jail. But it's, like, the legal law. But it's, like, the legalist law in the in the <laughs> province. Like, I can't do anything. And they're like, but you're the government. You should do something. And I'm like, I can't. I can't do <laughs> I it. I can't do I it. I can't do it. So. That would be so tough. It's, it's very tough to work in a job where your job is to help other people. Mm-hmm. But your job is also to not help those people. My job is to represent those people's needs. Yeah. And so when they say... I need this. 
Mm-hmm. And I say, I can't give it to you. You it's need hard. it. Well, I can't, it, needs you know, to be, it needs to be given to you. We should advocate for it to be given to you. Yeah, but I, I definitely struggle with that where people are like, well, I need to be taking this class or I need to be doing this thing. And I'm just kind of like, you're really trying to jump the queue on this. Like, I don't really know what I'm supposed to say to you right now because mm-hmm. I, I can tell that you're very distressed and that you want this solution to be mm-hmm. solidified and so that you don't have to worry about things. But, like, ultimately what you're asking for is beyond what I'm capable of. Yes. That's very hard for me as a person. Right. But, like, as a person, you have As a limits. person who wants to care for people and make sure that they get what they need, it's really hard to do these jobs where we're limited. But you have limits. You have limits. And you have to say these to someone... These are good someone, things for both you and I to learn, I yeah. think. Yeah. I think is a good thing to learn because it like helps us enforce our boundaries and it helps us like decide how to create them. Yeah. But it's also very difficult because you just want to fix things for people who are struggling. I know. You're like I'm privileged. I have all these things. Like I could easily give you twenty dollars. Why don't I just give you twenty dollars? But I can't give twenty dollars to everybody who needs twenty dollars. I can give it to one person, but then like then where does it end? Yeah. You know, and it's just really shitty. It's like I want everybody to really get their beans and rice. Mm-hmm. It's tough. It's I had so a- tough. A constituent. So I'm not going to reveal any kind of personal information and confidentiality. Yep. And this is something that happens to a lot of people. Yep. I've had a lot of people deal with this. Yep. So I'm hedging this in a lot of hedges. (laughs) So many hedges. If there's a bustle in your hedgerow, don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed because it happens to everyone. (laughs) It's just (laughs) just a for the May Queen. It's fine. Yeah. Bless you and your Led Zeppelin reference. <laughs> My Led Zeppelin. Mm. Hey, well. I'm sure anyway. that's a thing. It is. Yes. Yep. Uh, would play. But just a person that is like, hello, I cannot find a place to live. Uh-oh. Uh, I need somewhere to live and I can't read. Uh-oh. What do I do? I'm like, fuck. You need someone that's going to sit down like read Craigslist ads with you. I can't do that. I don't have the time. I can't, I literally cannot do that. Like, you need someone to sit down and read Craigslist ads with you. You can get on BC Housing. Um, the place that you're living right now you don't like. You can just set your Chrome browser yeah, to... Yeah, it feels uh, like super low barrier. Read it out to you. Yeah. Sure. He doesn't have a computer. Yeah, but at the library they got it. Yeah, but at the library, like... You gotta have your card. You have to have an address to have your card. Oh, he doesn't have an address, though. Then he's fucked. Yeah, so, it's like, so here's all the things. And then he said to me on the phone, well, I guess I'm just going to be the one that falls through the cracks. Oh, that's And I said, oh, fuck. And I literally started crying on the phone with this man. Oh, no. <laughs> and he was like, oh, you have feelings. I was like, oh, I my God. I do. <laughs> Why would you say that to me? <laughs> I'm like, bureaucrats are people, too. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Like... I literally tried all of the things. I got you this agency, this agency, this agency. I should maybe just do that as a volunteer or something. Like, if you've got literacy problems, like, I'll either teach you or just read things to you. Because I'm such a speed reader. Maybe that could be my thing. But I do. Katie, I'm getting the, like, wide eyes. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) you could do a nonprofit. I need to recruit you immediately. (laughs) Because I love working with literacy issues. Like, I used to work with kids in a literacy program. I can't, I'm not allowed to say what it was, but it was a really weird and funny experience. And I got sick constantly because children are disease vectors. (laughs) And they just touch you with their sticky hands right on your face. They're like, like here's a form you need to sign this and promise you won't touch the children. The children will definitely touch you. <laughs> so you know, the children are going to touch you so much. And you're going to get so sick And you're going to get so sick. And I had this one little girl who was like, what, 
what is your, can I put your shoes on? Can I try on your shoes? Can I try on your shoes? Your name is Katie. Do you hang out with Katy Perry? I'm like, yeah, all of us Katies. We get together on the third <laughs> Thursday of every month and we meet under the bridge downtown. And then we do heroin, like the song. <laughs> under the bridge downtown. So anyway, this Where little girl, I do some blood. Anyways, this little girl was like, can I try your shoes on? I want to try your shoes on. I was like, don't try my shoes on, little girl. She's like, I want to. So I took them off. She put them on, and she's like, ew, your feet are so big and sweaty. I was like, yeah, I know. That's why I didn't want you to put them on. But she was so insistent. The children will touch you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this is a terrible idea, I will tell you. That's good, that's good, that's good. <laughs> I gotta drive at some point today. We'll be here at some time. We'll be here for a while. I'm gonna have to eat dinner out here, I think. <laughs> good fucking God. What are we Good doing? fucking God, it's fine. Um, We're trying to do so many episodes at once. <laughs> well, two. <laughs> two. So many. <laughs> So many. It's so many. <laughs> Two is so many. They're normally very long. <laughs> you know what? I don't care. It's, I'm having a great time, honestly. Me too. I'm having a lot of fun, but I'm just kind of like, how am I going to drive home if you keep putting wine in my sparkling water? Well, maybe you just stay here and that's my plan. Maybe that's your whole plan the whole time, you little deviant. Ferdy is already staying here. And I, I probably won't stay here, but no, I will I stop I drinking after I that I do not drink. ship you guys, so I want you to be able to leave. That's so fucking funny. Oh my god. So we never really got into like the idea that we had for this episode. We were just gonna we were gonna have a theme oh, for right. our we second had a one. Theme. We just started the talking about our work. We just love to talk shit. We can't help it. We just love to talk shit. Um and so we, we came up with like a working title for this episode. The first one that we did, we do so we've done two in one day. That's all we're doing. We're not doing three, we're doing just two. The first one was called Dirtbag Day, because we're dirtbags. And we've been just eating breakfast food all day and Sincerely drinking Sincerely dirtbaggery. Sincerely dirtbaggery. Because I think that's a good way to have summer. So I'm hiccuping and I'm trying to hold it down at the same time <laughs> oh, and it's God. making horrible sounds. I could pause it while you had just hiccup. No, I'm fine. Control I can... your breath. Control your diaphragm. Okay. You're breathing so too our... fast to control your diaphragm. It's also too fast. Do you want to know the diaphragm trick? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to tell our listeners. You got to put a bunch and of Katie's spermicidal like, gel on it. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm, I love being told what to do. So Please. with when you have the hiccups, mm-hmm. you just got to take control of your own body. <laughs> Normally, when I have the hiccups, I'll like drink something either upside down or just like very slowly while holding my breath. No, yeah, it's the slowly thing. You don't have to drink anything for diaphragm stuff. So or I'll suck on a hard candy or something. You, you take a really breath well. and you just breathe so deeply that you actually literally feel your diaphragm. So it it goes past the comfortable place that you're used to breathing, and you just have to breathe deep. I'm doing so you go. It. But I'm not I'm finished doing... my instructions, oh, so shit. I'm gonna keep doing die. this for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna cl- slam down there really hard. So you hold it down, and you hold it down longer than you're used to holding it down, and sometimes your body will rebel and hiccup because the hiccup <gasps> is a diaphragm spasm, mm-hmm. and so then you just you wait it out wait for it a out. couple times. So you keep trying to you breathe down and deep, and you <laughs> try to like get the diaphragm as deep as possible, and if it spasms up, you're like fine. I accept you. I, I accept roll with this you. hiccup. And then you just keep... Because, like, I used to have hiccups that, like, hurt my heart. Uh-oh. You know? And they were really bad. Like, they just really got super dark and ah, deep. So if you just, like, breathe so deep, that stretches your diaphragm. hmm And then eventually, after three... It usually goes It away. shouldn't. I only It'll ever get, get the hiccups. Stretch. Because it's like yoga. Uh-huh. I need to finish. So when sorry. when you like bend over and you have to breathe in to relax and breathe in to relax, usually once you get to three breaths, you just 
are in your fullest relaxed position. So mm -hmm. it's the same with your diaphragm. Like your body needs time. Yeah. That's something that I never learned in gym class where they were like, touch your toes immediately. Fucking climb up that rope, you shithead. Yeah, it's like, no, I need actually like Play dodgeball and bleed. To, like actually adjust to this. So yeah. it's the same with hiccups. Give yourself some patience. When? Breathe in very low. Train your diaphragm. And then breathe up slowly. And Generally you'll, speaking. And you'll hook up like three times and then it'll be done. Yes, in the last five that's my thing. It's good, good advice. In <laughs> I'm the last, interrupting you forever. It's fine. In the last five, <laughs> I don't care. It's totally fine. In the last five to six years, every time I've gotten the hiccups has been after I've had a bunch of drinks and then for some reason I'll eat like a slice of, a whole slice of pizza or like a loaf of bread, basically. So whenever I eat like a shitload of carbs when I'm already drunk is when I get hiccups. The rest of the time I'm kind of fine. Gluten hiccups. I love gluten. It's so fucking God. I just had, I had like a huge pizza for lunch yesterday and it was so fucking great. I was just so satisfied with my choice. So, so What's we were gonna have a theme. We're gonna have a theme. This topic, this topic, this time, this whatever. We, I'm a little drunk. Uh, we were gonna. We're calling this episode tentatively bad taste teens. And the reason that I thought of this idea for an episode is because I've had like unusually, which has been awesome, a lot of time by myself in my apartment. And my wife is a real gearhead when it comes to like. Um, stereo equipment or TVs. Yes. And I could not give a shit. I know. But she buys like the highest end, most wonderful stuff that you can possibly get. And she's got a Chromecast and all this kind of stuff. And so it's like, well, when I'm home alone, then I just like fire up YouTube and I start looking up fucking YouTube playlists. So I've got like my, uh, I like, I want to listen to the Cures Love Cats. So it's like, oh, there's a 50 song playlist that's based off of that. So I'll add that to my queue and then I'll add another queue on there and I'll just be like partying all night listening to like Joy Division and the Cure all, like, the and like, woo, 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 and I'll just be dancing around and I'll get all the steps on my fucking, um, on my fucking Fitbit and I'll just be like a really good time. And so I was doing this on Wednesday and I was like, you know what? I am going to re evaluate the music that I loved so much when I was 16, 17, 18, because I feel like it'll be really wonderfully nostalgic. And I have, my thing was, is that I was obsessed with the band AFI for a very long time. I want to say probably age 15 to 20, give or take a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I was really into them. I have an AFI tattoo that I got when I was 18 years old. This it is, is on my ankle. Established Sea Hags Cannon. Established Sea Hags Cannon. It's not an obvious thing. Like, if you looked at it and you didn't know AFI, you wouldn't know it was an AFI tattoo. It certainly doesn't say their it name anywhere. It looks like anywhere. it's Hermes the Messenger to me. It's just a wing. It's, it's a, a wing, like on, wing her ankle. on my ankle in a circle. And it's quite nice and it's well done. Um, but it's the first tattoo I ever got. And now I'm like, well, I should probably look up AFI and see if I still like them. It turns out I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out I don't. And here's, here's the thing is, is that I've looked up a lot of things that I liked in childhood, like, over, just in the last few weeks or months even, like, thinking, like, hey, when I was, a, like, a tween, I was super into Garth Brooks or, like, uh, Trisha Yearwood or, like, like, CMT Country from that era. And I was like, oh, I love that stuff and it's got to still be bad. And I looked it up and I was like, oh, wait, I still love this. This is still great. I, like, was, li like, lifting all of the Garth Brooks. He does not have any of his videos on YouTube. There is a bunch of, like, I don't know, um, copyright things that it couldn't be on YouTube, but they're all on, like, Vimeo or Dailymotion mm. or something. So if you Google them, you can find them. And I'm like, oh, red strokes. You know? Like, I just love Garth Brooks. And I so I, like, pulled up I all these definitely old... definitely line dance to I've Got Friends in Low Places you got to line dance to Friends in Low Places. Like, everybody knows the words to that song, whether or not they know the words to that song. It's just a thing that you know. And... 
when I revisit those things, when I revisit Garth Brooks, when I revisit Katie Lang, when I revisit Trisha Yearwood, all that kind of stuff, it's still stuff I really enjoy listening to. It's still super fun, and I feel like a bit abashed about it. I'm like, oh, wait, I love it. It's terrible, but I love it. But it's so good. I love it. And I'm like, oh, it's just so well-constructed and theatrical and fun. We've never done this before, but I'm doing it right now. Blame it all on my roots. I showed up in boots. I don't know That's definitely happen. not Garth. That's not Garth at all's voice. I don't care. The last one to show I was the last one you thought you'd see there. <laughs> and I saw the surprise, the fear in his eyes, when I took his glass of champagne. And I toasted you, said, honey, we may be through. You'll never hear me complain. Cause I got friends in low places where the whiskey drowns and the beer chases my blues away. Well, and now, and now be okay. It's so good. It's that, I'm so sorry. That's my that shit. That, but you just had to do it. I had to do it. You had to do it. It happened. So it's like, when I did, dug that stuff up from, like, being 10 or 11 or whatever, <laughs> when I was really into CMT, like, when I bought, when we got the cable package that brought us country music television, that brought us the comedy channel, everything that I got, like, when we got DirecTV or whatever it was that we got back in, like, 1997. You got everything at once? We got everything at once. So, like, I got comedy and I got country music television and Holy much music shit. all at the same That's time. That's actually really amazing. <laughs> it's really funny. I mean, I always had much music, but these were new things. Um, all part of, like, the Canadian cable package in 97, and it was very exciting because I was 12. Um, but the stuff that I listened to when I was 15, 16, 17, turns out I hate it. So I was, like, digging up all of these AFI songs going, like, well, I've got an AFI tattoo. I must still love some of these. There's, like, two songs I still like. And the rest of them are fucking garbage. Oh, my God. It's, Chris, it's so bad. <laughs> Chris, it's so bad. It's so bad. And there's, like, um, the thing is, is that the lyrics are meant to be so um, lofty. Like, there's, there's, um, oh, so this lyric that goes like, I remember when I was told the story of crushed velvet candle, wax and dried up flowers. So that's the fan fiction that you wrote. Basically. On the Teen Goth episode that we did. Basically, Candle exactly wax that. melting on that my... That wasn't a fan fiction, that was crushed a poem. Crushed velvet. That's a poem I wrote. So I added, yeah, there was like this other song. basically. <laughs> so that album came out in like 90, 99, so I was 14, so it's whatever. But then the stuff that I was really into, like AFI's album Sing the Sorrow, I was like, let's get in touch with this because that's where the tattoo is from, to mm -hmm. be totally honest. It's from the liner notes and the art in there. I have a tattoo from the Da Vinci Code, so let's not... Let's not be too judgmental here. Yeah. But the thing was is that I was listening to these songs and I was like, oh my god, the singer the singer of this band like has a thesaurus and no ability to actually write whatsoever. So he used the word imbrued, which is not a word. Imbued is a word. Imbrued is new. <laughs> this, it's Maybe like, he's like Shakespeare. He's like, no, he's shit. <laughs> Davey Havoc can suck my dick. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there right now. Because uh, I loved that band so much. So much! And I got an AFI tattoo and then I was listening to their albums. Well, home alone, just chilling, just fucking chilling. I was like, oh no, I had very bad taste. And realizing that I had like purged most of this music from my mind and it's gone. And then I was like, well, you know what? That's no fun. So I'm going to just start adding all of the songs to this playlist that I know I loved and that I think I still love. And it turns out I still really like the Red Hot Chili Peppers in yes. spite of myself. Yes. And this is like our thing. So like your embarrassing band is Oasis. 
Yes. Which you still love anyway. I fucking love Oasis so much. <laughs> I don't still love AFI, but I, I thought I would still have some affection for them. Oh, I'm like, no, I don't, actually. I don't think that out. I love modern Oasis at all. Like, I don't know no. what they're even doing. No, I'm like, talking about, like, looking, looking at the past, stuff from the past that I used to love and going, oh, I don't love this anymore. Oh, I still love it, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. Like, I sang you, um, She's Electric at your 25th birthday party. Mm-hmm. Which was very so good. good. If I may say, it was good. Yeah. Uh, I went to Scotland and hung out with a friend of mine, uh, Cam Fair, that was basically like, I love every Oasis song, we just jammed at his house mm-hmm. for four hours and we played every Oasis song that exists. Every single one. We literally downloaded a list and from the internet and we played every one. That's amazing. And we're like, we know all of these. And we played every single one. Anyway. With vocal harmony. Here's Wonderwall. <laughs> so good. It was so good. That song kind of holds up and I, that really, for me, it, I think everybody who listens to anything that was from their adolescence will pull up a specific memory. Yeah. And for me, Oasis, I associate it with you primarily, mm-hmm. but I also associate it with my trip to Australia. Yeah. Because um, there's this gal, Christy, and I should probably like tag her in on this episode so she listens to it. She's a sweetie pie. She's now, now she's like, she's a wedding planner, which is really fun, but she was like the, tw- she was the most travel person I knew from high school. So we went to high school together and she was really into like music and traveling and those are the things she likes. And she made it to Australia way before I did. And so she sent me all of these things like, you should go to these shows, you should go do this thing. Mm-hmm. And that actually really helped me when I was in a kind of dark place in my life because I had a thing to do. And there was this place in Sydney, in Australia, like just off Darlinghurst Road, which is sort of like the main drag in downtown, like for for hostelers, I want to say. Like Victoria, Victoria Street and Darlinghurst Road are the two kind of places. So it's like at the end of Darlinghurst, like right under this big Coca-Cola sign, mm-hmm. there is a, um, or right near there, there is a, a bar where these guys would perform every, either Friday or Saturday, and they would just do like Oasis songs. Yes! And they would do like, um, they would change the lyrics just enough so it was like silly fun time. So they would sing like Champagne Supernova, and they would be like, slowly walking down a hall, Faster than your mother's balls. <laughs> Where were you while we were getting high? You know, like that kind of stuff. So I was like, this is the height of humor. And I feel like that was Edinburgh as well. Yeah. Where people would just perform covers because mm-hmm. it was so fun. And it's like covers from when I was a kid. Yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck, man? So like I get to Edinburgh as like... I'm too old to be traveling, and I get to Edinburgh, and they are playing songs from my youth? What the fuck? Oh, I must not be too old for this. I guess not. I guess Like, I guess this is just what is happening. Like, I guess this is enduring. Yeah. It's weird to to kind of get involved with the stuff that's, like, that, like, really get in touch with the stuff that makes you feel sort of awkward about who you are as a person, and I think, like... The really the thing that like, currently is kind of tapping into that feeling for me is, and we talked about this in the last episode a bit, is that now I'm finally on board with Hamilton. Mm-hmm. With the Hamilton musical by Lin-Manuel Miranda that is like these guys these days. People are super fucking into it. Hamilton. Hamilton. We are waiting in the wings for you. You know, that kind of stuff. You'll uh, never back down. You'll, you never, you never learn to take, take your time. time. Oh. Anyway, um, so I really fought it because I knew it was going to get into my, like, it was going to get its shit hooks into my brain, and I was like, I don't have time to be into this, and I just let it happen gradually because you were so into it that it just became contagious, where I was like, well, I have to clean my house. What am I going to listen to for, like, an hour and a half? 
How about why don't the whole why don't like, I Broadway put the, soundtrack? Why don't I put on the Hamilton soundtrack? Because I've already listened to the Matilda soundtrack a hundred times doing this, and I've already listened mm-hmm. to like uh, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah, times. you're a musical theater fucking nerd, and it's why did very you not true. embrace this before me? It's so Here's weird. Here's the thing: is, is it's true, but it's something I don't feel proud of. So I'm always weird about it because I'm so obviously a musical theater fan. Like, it's mm-hmm. just so... Like, I did a joke last night at the nerd show where I was like, oh, you think I like Buffy, Ed? Like, that's what you fucking think, right? Is it because I'm a fat, like, theater kid with alternative lifestyle hair? Like, yeah, of course I made to this shit. <laughs> Clearly I am. It's my wheelhouse. And so, like, um, my dad took me to see... Like, I have a very strong memory of my father taking me to see um, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat in 1992. Yes. When Donny Osmond yes. was playing Joseph. We might have been in the same fucking we theater. We could have gone. My we dad took me Ford to see Center? Yes. Yes. And my father took me to Cipriano's first for <laughs> dinner. And I remember saying, like, all I want is to make sure that the owner of this restaurant does not sing to me at any point of this of this evening. And it happened, and I left the restaurant because I fucking hate it when people sing to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> at seven, I was really more, like, I had a harder time sort of dealing with this feeling where I just, like, I don't. I don't want people to sing happy birthday to me ever. So if anybody asks, don't. <laughs> so I did Cipri- I watched Cipriano's with my father, which is so funny because it ended up like the guy who runs this restaurant who sang to me is the brother of my high school science teacher. <laughs> I was like, I hate your brother. And he sings to me. And she's like, yeah, he does that. <laughs> so my, da- my, da- my dad took me to that. It was a wonderful, magical experience. My dad took me to see Joseph in the amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat when I was seven. And then my mom took me to see Phantom of the Opera when I was eight. When it was playing in Vancouver, and it was incredible, and it turns out I love musical theater, and I'm all about, like, the Andrew Lloyd Webber largesse of everything. And so, like... Andrew Lloyd Webber. (laughs) I just love it, and it doesn't even have to be Paul F. Tompkins playing Andrew Lloyd Webber. It can just be, like, the regular guy. It's the only reason that I get Paul F. Tompkins doing Andrew Lloyd Webber is because I'm such a fucking Andrew Lloyd Webber fangirl. Did he do Les Miserables? No. No, that was somebody else that did that put that t- that musical together. I don't even fucking give a shit. You did, I don't. <laughs> did it's it. not my thing. It's I'm I never liked the cats. I never liked cats. I, cats. Yeah, I actually don't care about that either. I loved Phantom. Though. Um, my father, my terrible father, was a big opera fan. So whenever anyone did opera that was like pop opera, we just had it. Popera, if you will. And then when popper, popperati, <laughs> popperati, popperati. <laughs> Sang uh, selections from Andrew Lloyd Webber uh-huh. suddenly, and then we had the uh, CD collection because my dad had like a CD tower that you could like load CDs into. Uh-huh. So when I was like a kid and I would go and visit him every weekend, he'd be like, "I got seventeen new CDs, and we've loaded into the tower. So we're gonna sit in front of the tower and just listen to music, like literally That's sit intense. and stare at the stereo." Yikes. Oh, do you want friends over? Oh no, they're their parents are communists. They can't come over. So we're just going to sit I think a Polish and... guy would be into communism. No, he hated communism because it fucked up his shit. Oh, yeah. Like, the yeah. real real communism sucks. Theoretical communism is great. Yeah, no. My my dad left Poland in the 60s. So, like, that was... He's got some feelings about peak it. Peak communism. He was, like, not into it. No, don't all. take my turnips from me, bro. Yeah, no. He lived in Italy for a long time. And then also Mussolini was also a thing. He's had a tough go. Yeah, he's had a really tough go. I wonder if he's still alive. 
I don't know. I've never... Don't, I, don't email us. I haven't heard from <laughs> him in, like... He very well might be listening to this for all we know. What if he did? What are we going to do about it? Anyway, let's talk about how he influenced my musical taste, because it's pretty good. Like, yeah, it's like that, that one positive story you have about your yeah, childhood. My yeah, mom, my mom gave me my sweetness and my compassion and my caring. My dad gave me my musical taste. Hey, Because all we did was, too. like, I just sat in front of the stereo tower... Listen to Los Lobos, I listen to the Gypsy Kings, and I listen to Bambaleo, Bambaleo, something in Spanish that we don't know because we are white. (laughs) (laughs) We've only taken French classes. Terrible. Uh, But but I definitely, like, we had this, like, mixed CD of, like, one guy does all the Andrew Lloyd Webber songs or whatever, and so I just learned selections from... Think of me, think of me fondly when we said goodbye. I love it. I love Phantom, I love Evita. The movie's bad, but I liked it anyway. Who fucking cares? I love the songs, like... Yep. I love them. And I, I fully, unironically have... love Joseph and the Amazing Technical Code. Oh, yeah. I love it. I want to play the narrator sometime. I had the fantasy when I was a kid, um, with my... Like high school boyfriend who was a year younger than me, so he was in Spend elementary out. school and I was in high school. Gross. You were pretty young high school. Yeah, you, like, I was were in grade. One year I was in grade eight. He was in grade seven. Gross. You were still. born in the same year, though. Yes. Thank you for justifying me. It's so <laughs> for, like, for like, like, like probably like a four month difference. But yeah. you're like, different grades. I'm a whore. <laughs> it still felt gross. Um, you're fine. I was like, I want to do Phantom of the Opera. I want to do Phantom and Christine. Like, I want to do the past the point of no return. Past the point of no return. The, the final, final threshold. threshold. They're talking about <laughs> orgasms, I think. Yeah, basically, like that's it's all about sex. It's all about and sex. And we were just kids, and I'm like, this feels good in a weird place in me. I want to b- sing b- it. Vagine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. I just want to squirm, and I feel like I have to pee. <laughs> and so I express it through singing <laughs> instead. I do love me some Andrew Lloyd Webber. But I, like, I'm not embarrassed I just about I that. feel like I had so much sex, but through music. As a kid. Music sex. Because we literally were like, let's workshop this piece. Yeah. And our songs will then intertwine. Oh, God. Oh, so good. Why are we like this? <laughs> Why are we like this? <laughs> oh, my God. That's fucking funny, though. So, so like, Oasis Oasis was the huge thing for you yes. growing up. Yeah. You, yes. um, that's why I sang you an Oasis song for your birthday. Oasis is why I learned the cello. So, hello. 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 Very importante. Uh, it was the first woman that I ever kissed when I was nine years old. Oh, that's way back. Yeah. And then, I don't know if I've ever said this in public, but it's like her mother caught us with my hands down her pants. <gasps> and her mother said, you're a lesbian. <laughs> and then I hid in the closet. Literally. Literally. That's very poetic. So that's my origin story. <laughs> My origin story is that my dad had a Vanity Fair subscription and the uh, Katie Lang and Cindy Crawford <laughs> cover appeared in August of 1993, and yes. then it made me not straight. But this particular, it's Katie Lang's fault entirely that I'm not This particular woman, who I, I loved forever, we used to play Liam and Noel Gallagher. <laughs> so you were brothers, but you were, like, humping? But we would trade off who was the guy and who was the wife. Oh, so you weren't, you weren't playing different characters, that, or you weren't... Mm. 
So you weren't playing Liam and Noel? You no, were playing she different... was she was always Liam and I was always Noel. Okay. And then I would play Liam's wife Patsy and I would and Is that then, Patsy Kensett or yeah. Kinsett or whatever? Yeah. yeah. And then I would play Noel and whoever he was with. I don't think so. Anyway, it was just what? like an excuse to rub bathing suits together <laughs> in my attic at like age eight. <laughs> oh my god. If you've got if you have girl children, just know they're rubbing pudenda together. <laughs> It's a thing that they're going to do. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's totally safe. Don't Yikes. worry about it. You're oh fine. Oh, my God. But I just still love Oasis so much. So much. What is your favorite Oasis song? <laughs> do, 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 it is do, She's do, Electric, do. but also um, there's a few B-sides that I really love, and it's, I think, Talk Tonight. Like, anything that okay. Noel does... It's so good. The, the less respected Gallagher. Yeah, it's so good. And so I had a good friend in Scotland, Cammy, who is having a baby, like, tomorrow as well. His God, wife everybody's is, due this his week. His wife is. Everyone's having babies all the time. I feel so bad for everyone who's super pregnant right now. Yeah. Just, like, hot tip, hot empathy for all of you. Like, it's, <laughs> so, it's hot. so fucking hot. <laughs> it's so fucking hot. Like, all I can do is just wear underwear and t-shirts at home, like, and lie in my bedroom where my air conditioner is. Yeah. At least they have, like, an excuse to be like, I'm so pregnant. And we I'm have just to, a like, piece of shit. shit. I, don't have an expe- I don't have an excuse. I'm just a piece of shit. Like, yeah, we could is. just do nothing. Basically. And just be like, it's hot. It's hot. And, they at, least, and they, do it. they at least get to be like, I'm so pregnant. I'm, like, carrying and, like, making a human. And I'm like, just God like, damn it. I'm just sweating for no reason. <laughs> It's just hot. That's all I'm doing. It's fine. But fucking Cami Fair was so amazing where I lived in Edinburgh and I was like, I like Oasis. I can't say it because everyone in fucking Edinburgh hates Oasis. Are they, <laughs> nor- are they northerners? They're northern Englishmen. They're from Manchester. And yeah. so fucking in Scotland, they're like, fuck those guys. I want to watch the Gallaghers fight Morrissey. <laughs> I feel like that would be the best thing for me. So if we're going to, like, talk about the shit that we liked in teen years and, mm. I, like, feel kind of abashed about now, it's like, I love the Smiths, I love Morrissey, and I hate Morrissey. Yeah. Fucking hate Morrissey. I love his music. Yeah. Fully. And I, like, have been doing, I've been listening to a lot of his stuff lately, because, like, YouTube has been so good in terms of, like, algorithmically making playlists. So I'll, like, go, uh-huh, I really want to listen to, like... Depeche Mode's personal Jesus, and they'll be like, do you want to listen to a playlist that starts with that and then goes into other things that are semi-related to that? I was like, yes, I do. Thank you, the internet. So I'll have, like, my... I'll, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to listen to The Cure's Love Cats or something like that. So wonderfully, 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 wonderfully. I used to play that in my band as well. Until another band from East Vancouver scooped that. And they played it on, like, festivals. It's a great tune. It's a very good tune. They wore tutus. So I desperately wanted to hear that song, and then I put it on and then there was like another 80 songs that came on after that and I was like these are all great because it was all like 80s new wave slash like tender punk whatever so there was more Smiths there was more The Cure there was more like um what is it? Ian not Pe- Murphy or something like uh the guy from Love Will Tear Us Apart again Peter Murphy Peter Murphy what is that band called Love Will Tear Us Apart 
Mm. The Dern table. <laughs> the t- I don't think that's what it is. But, like, it just kind of came up. All of these things that I love, like, mm. 80s, like, tender music about, like, having feelings and stuff. What the fuck band was Peter Murphy in? I need to look this up right now. I feel like that was the first band that I ever listened to. Oh, no. I'm thinking of you spin me right around, baby, right around. Like, like a, a record, record, baby, right around, right round, round. round. That's... That was the first band that I ever really heard and connected to at the first gay bar that I ever went to. Peter Murphy was when in... When I was 17, I went to the Oasis, and they played that song, and that's like my origin song. Of like, I'm gay. <laughs> I'm super gay. Wait a second, Peter Murphy... Oh, I'm fucking this up. Peter Murphy is alive. I'm screwed up. Peter Murphy is the singer of Bauhaus. I've been doing a bad job of this. Uh, I'm going to look up Level Terrace Apart, and then I'm going to find out who it is. And I'm sure somebody is screaming into their heads yeah, right now. Yeah, fuck off. Don't even One us. person. Uh, We're working on it. We're working on it. Love will tear. Nope, that's not the right word. Yeah, tear. literally we're doing it right now. Literally we're looking at it. Joy Division. I should have known Joy Division. I don't know why I couldn't, like, access that in my brain. If we had Ian Curtis. Ian Curtis is a singer of Joy Division, and it's Peter Murphy who is the singer of Bauhaus. And that's why I was having trouble, because it was like, I don't know, new wave 80s goth? If Erin was here, she could have set us straight. If Erin was here, she could take us bowling with Kevin Key from Skinny Puppy. (laughs) But Erin is not here. She was with us last night. So we just have to fucking do what we need to do. We have to do what we need to do. So it's We're like, talking about embarrassing stuff. Embar- well, it's not that embarrassing to listen to sort of like 80s goth new wave. Like, it's that's pretty cool, sort of universally. Like, even if you're like, Morrissey's stupid and the Smiths are stupid, but I like them anyway. And people are like, I respect that. I respect that. That's like a reasonable position to be taken because it's mm-hmm. great music, but they're dickheads. Like, yeah, that is how it do. Yeah. My friends. But AFI was really hard for me to come back to and be like, oh no, this is just bad. Like, I don't really find it funny or fun. Like, it's not a good time for me. And I was listening to the lyrics and I was like, nobody sat down with these people and were like, look, I know you have a thesaurus, but just because these words are tangentially related to each other doesn't mean they can be used interchangeably. Mm-hmm. You just look like an asshole. Davy Havoc. Mm-hmm. Davy Havoc's never gonna notice me. It's never gonna happen. <laughs> so why did I get this fucking tattoo? I should've just bought the t-shirt. I fucked up, Chris. Chris, I fucked up! I don't even want to say Do you have a Red Hot Chili Peppers tattoo? No. Noel does. I know. We gotta get Noel on this show. <laughs> I almost I want to talk about RH- I RHCP. I almost got a Red Hot Chili Peppers tattoo, and I didn't. Because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like this band because I learned from you. I learned from watching, watching you, Dad. <laughs> I'm a music dad. It's, it's sensible that you didn't. Even though, like, I am the first person to agree with you on loving the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> they're fucking great, actually, they're, right now. They're all very talented. Um, I just want to get, like, the word flea tattooed on my lower back. <laughs> just, like, flea's, like, cute little gap-toothed face on there. Or just, or like, like, I'm a little pee. I love the sky and the trees. Fuck you, asshole. You homophobic redneck dick. They were doing that in the 90s. You big and tough and macho, you can kick my ass. So fucking what? So fucking what? I definitely saw him do that at GM Place when I was 15. 15. What does that mean I'm to, like... 15 years old! But to, like, for a kid to, like, see their hero be like, 
Don't be homophobic. Don't be you a asshole. homophobic fucking redneck dick. Zach. I'm just Don't gonna I'm gonna do handstands all over your ass. I'm a little <laughs> I'm a little baby and I'm so perfect and beautiful. I'm so good at the bass and I'll do a handstand. Yeah, but it's not that he's so good. He's just like Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. I'm gonna, I love I'm gonna so, do what I want. So when I was fifteen, <laughs> let's 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 really like dig into the Red Hot Chili Peppers because I know that that is a band that you and I have both loved passionately Good in our God. time, while being very aware of the fact that a lot of people think they are fucking ridiculous. What? Those people aren't wrong. They are ridiculous, mm. but it, we're not wrong for loving them. They're so good. <laughs> they're so fun. Like, they're all very good at their instrumentation. Um, Anthony Kiedis, that is a that is a debatable case, whether or not he's a good lyricist or singer. Mm. Yeah, that's never been the case where no. it's just like, I love watching this band jam. And then he this is guy not just the, like, who is this them. guy? Where did he come from? He's doing handstands and being attractive, like, at the front. <laughs> well, he was being attractive, and then, and then he got a horrible as, mustache. Well, then as soon as I stopped finding him attractive, I'm like, what is the Red Hot Chili Peppers even all about? And then I suddenly started learning that, like, Flea is an amazing bass player and mm-hmm. Chad is an amazing guitar player. Drummer? Mm-hmm. That's what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> he plays the drums. He looks like Will Ferrell. And he plays the drums. I've hugged him close and to my body. And I his forgot name. his name. I'm so shitty. I'm so sorry, Chad Smith of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I forgot You're you don't play the guitar. Listening to this. He's clearly listening to this. Well, it doesn't really matter who we say the guitar player is because it's going to be a different one. <laughs> if they listen to this by the time it comes out. Uh huh. It's going to be not Josh. <laughs> jo- is that the guy's name now? Because yeah. it was John, and then before that it was Dave, and then before that it was John, and before that it was Hillel, and, and now he it's, died. now it's Josh. Now it's Josh, which is mm. the perfect name for a person in the Red Hot Chili Peppers as far as I'm concerned. All around the world, we can make time. Josh and a Russian, because we're in my prime. I've been listening to their new record, like, as I've been driving to the beach, because that's all you can listen to. If you're going and to the beach, you can only listen to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And it's really fucking good. I was, like, so antagonistic. Yeah. Like, if it's not John Frusciante, then I don't want gives a anything shit if it's to do. And it's like, actually, the guitar player is Flea, is... Flea is the only really integral It's position. Anthony and Flea and... But then and Chad. Chad. Chad's Chad. important. So, swap out... The guitar, the guitar player, player which just... feels so bad. So it's like they they are important for the era that they're yeah. doing it in. Well, okay, so the thing that came out two years ago, which is John Daly. <laughs> John Daly from many different places, but probably best known from the Kroll show as Peter P. Uh, or any number of other characters that he played. It turns out he's a very, very talented musician. I only really know him as Bukowski Bill Cosby. Oh, <laughs> no. So is that bad. from Comedy Bang Bang? Yes. Okay, so in Kroll Show, he plays Peter P to Bobby Bottle Service. He's pa- Peter Paparazzo. A Peter Paparazzo! And he it does the best Anthony Kiedis impression I've ever heard in my life. Yes. He worked with, I cannot remember the name, of the musician who worked on this. I know I posted it somewhere. Um, I wanted to quote him on it. Uh, are you going to look it up? Mm-mm. Okay, well, I'll look it up and just add it on to the episode at some sure. point. Sure. Um, and basically what anything. they did was they released a <laughs> fake single for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, which is one of the funniest things I've ever heard, and it's just called Abracadabra California. And it's just all about how the Red Hot Chili Peppers are obsessed with California. That's the only thing they care about. And so the song is like, Burbank, giga, 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 Glendale. Or what was the thing about the uh, the Target? Like, uh, shopping cart, 
conveyor escalator. belt. Escalator. <laughs> That's the one conveyor belt. That doesn't sound as good. Um, so John Daly does an amazing, amazing Anthony Kiedis. Because when I heard that single for the first time, I was like, is this real? It sounds kind of real. It sounded so real. Or like, did he really talk about a shopping cart escalator just now? Or is he like in Van Nuys right well, now? the fucking shit of that was they said it on a podcast in like a February or something. And then suddenly at like Super Bowl season, they release a track. But it was and the, I forgot. the website address was like RHCP 2014. It seems yeah. so official. And I forgot that they had done that. And I was like, I listened to this podcast. I'm like, why does this sound familiar? And then my first instinct was like, why did the Red Hot Chili Peppers rip off these comedians? I was so mad. I just like, I was so mad that I was like, these Red Hot Chili Peppers. I thought you had integrity. You just ripped off all these comedians. It's like, no, it was, so fucking it was just funny. them. I was, like, so mad for, like, a day. <laughs> I was totally... F- I was so fooled. I was utterly <laughs> fooled by them. Which I think is just so beautiful, honestly. Are you okay? You got the hiccups now, too? Are you gonna survive? I'm gonna survive. <laughs> we don't usually do two in a row. This is an unusual thing for this us. This is a lot. What are it's we doing? Lot. What are Why? we even doing? Why, Why are we doing this? Why? What are we doing? What time are we at right now? Hmm. It's like an hour. Are we at an hour? We are. Literally. Oh, that's great, though. We we'll literally just... crossed an hour as you said, what are we doing? What are we even <laughs> fucking doing? Okay, so let's just try to do, like, ten more minutes, because this okay. is a total, like, I hope our very small audience knows. <laughs> this is a space filler. I just want you to know, I want everybody, all eight of you to know, <sighs> that we are very committed to our routine with this, uh, and we're doing the best we can to make sure that everything gets out. We're going to interview uh, Stephen Peaver, I think, on Monday. God forbid that he cancels on us again, because if he does, I'm going to skin him. Yeah, I kind of just... No, I can't say that out loud. No, you can't. He's canceled on us twice, and we're going to give him shit about it, but we're going to have a great time if he comes in on Monday. And if he doesn't come in on Monday, <laughs> we're going to have to just do... <laughs> we're just going to have to do the two of us again, and that's going to be a nightmare. Uh, not that we don't have a fun time working on this, but uh, but we want to do uh, Stephen Peaver True Believer on Monday. I think that's going to be a lot of fun uh, to have him on. But uh, So we've got to try to fill another like 10 to 15 minutes. Good fucking Christ. I Good just fucking wanna, luck. I just want to say so many things that I can't on this podcast. Like I true, true things. Up. Do you want to just talk about Hamilton for the rest of this? Or? Hamilton. Hamilton. I'm so fucking Alexander happy. Alexander Hamilton. I'm just so fucking happy that you converted. I Well, I knew it was going to happen. Yes. Right? When we had Steve Venegas on this on the show, he was really into it because he, he is a Latino Hispanic man who um, loves it as a, as a narrative about the, the immigrant experience. Like, mm-hmm. it works really well for him. And the two of you were, like, really bantering back and forth. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what anything is. I've only heard, like, three songs from it. And now I'm like, oh, I've heard all of them except the last four songs, which I have not listened to yet. You should do it! Because I will not allow myself to weep. <laughs> and I know that they're going to make me cry so much because, A, I know he dies. Like, I know history. Mm-hmm. History I know it's going to be so painful. History has its eyes on me. Um, and I've been fucking so all over Whoa. the goddamn motherfucking... Are we going to have to release a pamphlet? Are we going to have to release a Reynolds pamphlet? But you haven't been paying anyone. I don't pay anyone for anything. Yeah, so then you don't have to release a pamphlet. I don't, really s- I don't sleep with them to keep them quiet either. Like Yeah, so that was the fucking problem with Alexander Hamilton. It's like he fucking fucked Mariah Reynolds. 
which honestly she should have been called Maria Reynolds. Yeah, it her says Maria, and they keep calling it Mariah, and like it's because, spelled Maria. Because they wanted Jasmine's voice to be like Mariah Carey. Oh, yeah? Well, I'm yeah. pretty sure her name was Mariah Reynolds. Mm. Who's, who's, who's to know? Cares? Who's to know? Ah, uh, that's my favorite song in the whole entire thing. <gasps> Please don't go, sir. That one? <laughs> that's so good. That's the one. It's like, I'm so horny. <laughs> Please put your revolutionary dick in me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who did he have sex with? He was already, like, courting, like, 17 women. He's and then he just found the one that was there. That's my favorite Tumblr post is, like, <laughs> oh, sure, like, I can... It's slut-shaming, but Ale- you can't call Alexander Hamilton a slut for cheating. And it's like, that was 220 years ago. <laughs> like... I don't think he's going to mind if we slut shame him. He's, do whatever you want. I'm super dead. <laughs> we signed a treaty with a, ki- with a king whose head is now in a basket. What do you want to do? Take it out and ask it? Should we honor our treaty, King Louis' head? Uh, do whatever you want. I'm super dead. <laughs> Cabinet battle. Part two. The whole thing. The whole thing. You did all of it. I did all of it. Oh, fuck you. I just yes. love it so much because I've been reading a lot of um, Katie's historical... Katie's better than me at this. I've, I've been, been reading listening a... to it for so long. I've been reading a lot of historical fiction, and I read um, Michelle Moran's Madame Tussaud, which is all about like how her, she got in with... Uh, Madame Tussaud got in with Thomas Jefferson and Marquis de Lafayette when they came oh. back to France, as it were, uh, after yes. the American Revolution. So they were like partying in... like the square of Paris, you know? And so, like, she's like, I'm gonna model both of you, motherfuckers. You're gonna be in wax. And that's how the book goes. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, well, now that I've read all this stuff about Marquis de Lafayette and I Thomas Jefferson, now I need Marquis to know, like... Now I just, Thomas Jefferson I just in wanna, the guise of David Diggs. I just wanna fuck David Diggs. Like, let's be real. Like, let's go back to the... Let's go back to our sleepover cast where I end up with him as my partner and my mash... And I want to just, like, send him a note and be like, this is legally binding. I just want you to know that we're married now to V Diggs, and you're going to have to spit some sweet-ass raps at me. Yeah. Into my pussy. (laughs) (laughs) No one can beat his resilience or match his tactical, practical brilliance. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was the rudest thing you've ever said on the podcast, and my parents are going to hear this. <laughs> are you okay? Really, like, so Your words are not coming out, sweetie pie. Are you going to be okay? Are you just having... Okay, you're dead giggling, so I'm just going to keep talking until you're able to wor- <laughs> bring your words back, because I don't want there to be a bunch of dead air. Are you going to be Okay. <sighs> So, so basically, like, where this comes to, now I love Hamilton, just, like, as I've loved all other, like, terrible musicals in my time. I just love a fucking musical. I can't help it. I don't want to like it. I know other people don't. I know other people are like, this is ridiculous. It's not practical. It's not sensible. Like, why are you so into this? I'm like, it's so theatrical. Obviously, I'm into the theatrics. Like... Clearly, I cast myself as a weird person in every day. Like, I look like an anime protagonist. Let's be real here. I dye my hair, I get these tattoos, like, I want attention. So whenever I watch these things that are, like, based on the life of one person, I'm like, who's gonna do a musical about fucking Katie Norgren? I'm so happy that you are doing it, and I just, like, I can't, like, help but just, like, pump my fist for joy as you talk about this. You're just so excited. Because I wanted you to do this for forever. I'm like, I'm a musical nerd. 
I know that you're. Well, oh, I've always nerd. been a nerd. You just want me to get it. Yeah, Hamilton, I just want yeah? you to get into it. It's so good. Like you and it's I so have good. bond over Phantom of the Opera. So why the sure. fuck are you? Why not Hamilton? Hamilton? Well, now I'm on Hamilton, and now we realize that we are very strongly identifying with male characters in the mm. in the in the in the, fil- I'm an Aaron in the show. Burr. You're an Aaron Burr, and I'm a George Washington. I think like I'm a total George Washington. I like Aaron Burr a lot, and I identify with him a bit. But I'm also kind of like I'm totally also a George Washington, mm-hmm. where other people like want to get my approval for mm. things, and I'm like, why? Like, what are you doing? Like. Why are you telling everybody how cool I am? Because everything is going to shit, and you need to be aware of how things are going to shit. Because if you're just telling everybody about how cool I am, like, then I see your face mm-hmm. when we're in all these battles, and I know that you're not ready to fight them. Like, what are you doing to me? I'm fucking George Washington. Be a real person with me. The truth is in your face when I hear the British cannons go boom. <laughs> That's a lyric from the show. I know. <sighs> so like intensely taken aback by that you really really got into it i really got into it in the last week holy fuck i also learned lyrics to things very quickly apparently <laughs> I so i just hear it a few times and it's in there forever like i remember lyrics i remember quotes i remember all that yeah, kind of shit yeah because like so. i fucking thought that i was like a big hamilton fan and all of a sudden katie was like here let me tell you like everything yeah like Fuck George you. George Washington coming home. <laughs> like, Lin-Manuel, our sweet little baby. What are we baby. even doing right now? <laughs> Who even knows? We were trying to do a whole episode about being bad taste teens, and we ended up talking about Hamilton because yeah, we're already liquored up Hamilton on wine. Yeah, Hamilton is so good. It's not even bad taste. It's good. It's just straight up good. Yeah, and it's like, if you don't like musicals, that's fine. I understand. Mm. I truly do because I fought it out for the same. It's I understand, but maybe you should think about letting Hamilton be your right-hand man. <laughs> It's just such good rhymes. Such good rhymings. I, w- I can't wait to see what he does next. It's so good. I feel like we should look up in the heights I'm now. I'm really excited. Yeah. Are you wasted? <laughs> yes! So, so, okay, we're pieces of shit and we're a total mess. <laughs> um, we recorded this sort of as a placeholder if we needed it. We're probably going to just release it. Mm. Yeah. Probably. Whatever. I'm Why in not? control of this shit. No one cares. It's fine. Woo! We're just talking shit. Like, people will like it or they won't. And that's fine. Mm. Yeah, basically, this is just like a total piece of shit filler episode because it's like we're so concerned with being consistent. It was like, why don't we just record two in a row? Because I don't know when we can pin someone down in August. Fuck us forever. Because goddamn everybody's camping or at Shambhala. I canceled or at a Burning show. Man I canceled or... a show because I wanted to go to the lake. Yeah, It's totally fine. Summer. Summer. Dirtbag summer. Um, and I'm, I'm just trying to think, like, think, is there anything else we need to touch on for, like, lo- loving shitty music? AFI is sort of my go-to like for, like... Like a summer. <laughs> like a dirtbag summer. I have nothing to contribute. <laughs> you know what? It's a piece of shit episode. No one cares. It's fine. It's yeah, color. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. It's so hot in here and we're already drunk, so fuck yeah, basically. <laughs> we're all friends here. It's fine.